Welcome to Hero Hoopla. 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 The unofficial podcast of destroying the multiverse. Hey. You know what? Maybe we'll save it. it. I don't know. But we just watched Loki season two episode for the heart of the TVA. And it was uh, absolutely wild. So we'll get into all of it as soon as I introduce the wonderful members of the Hoopla Croopla. Joining me, as always, to discuss all these lovely Marvel TV shows and more is the superhero expert, the lore master, Andy Smith. Jamie, it's good to see you this week. Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things, DC Marvel, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars... Uh, you know what's wild about this episode? This wasn't the ultimate episode. This wasn't the penultimate episode. <laughs> this is the pre-penultimate episode. And wow. <laughs> the pre-pen. <laughs> what? <laughs> My favorite pre-pen episode. <laughs> My fe- favorite pre-pen episode of any TV series that I can recall because I don't really usually remember the third to last episode in a series, <laughs> but this one is very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would argue that the Game of Thrones pre-penultimate episode was mm. pretty memorable, right? There was a lot of talking and uh, boring mm. oh, things. Oh, the one where Masande mm. gets the head cut off? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoilers, Spoilers for that show. Who knows? Spoilers for that show that it, came out, it's a, while been out ago. For a while ago. More important than Game of Thrones, we have the Marvel mastermind on the pod today, Chris Pio. Hey guys, Chris Pio here, or am I? Because I don't think anything exists anymore after watching that episode. I got my shades on again for a little late night hoopla, and I got to block out the sun, the, the, the white light at the end of all tunnels. Chris Pio here, very ready to, uh, to uh, talk about this episode here. Uh, wow, I don't even know where we begin. I mean, we begin by introducing the fourth and most valuable member of the pod, but I'll let you do that. Would, would you like the honors today? No, no, no. The last strands of Victor Timely have made an entrance <laughs> on the pod. Andrew has introduced our fourth member. That is say actually what strands. I was going to say. <laughs> no way, really? This week on the pod, we have a lovely guest, a nice plate of spaghetti joining us on this episode, <laughs> Jake Laxer. Floop. <laughs> I guess that's that's the sound a plate of spaghetti would make if it just appeared in thin air out of a giant mecha astro suit. I don't know. Shwoop. Hey, Jake Laxer here, lover of all things T. Floop. Uh, <laughs> lover not. of all things TV and movies. Uh, yeah, was that Doctor Strange or was that uh, who is it? Fantastic, Mister Fantastic what? from Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Oh. Nobody knows. Oh. Uh, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, this John Krasinski himself. Yeah, this episode answered a lot of things, tied a lot of loose ends, but still, I don't understand docs. But that's okay. This was a great episode, so it's fine. We can look past it. And now you'll never have to, because she. <laughs> oh got, no! I'm. Uh, it was a loving hug. I think is one way to put it. But we'll dive into all those wonderful (laughs) details later on because this is the Hoopla Podcast. So thank you all for tuning in to listen to this episode as we discuss uh, this newest episode of Loki. It's very exciting. If you want to know what else we're talking about, because there's all sorts of other shows, Gen V and movies and stuff like that. We got all sorts of things going on. So if you want to stay up to date, you got to follow us on the social media things, which Chris will tell you about right now now those social media things are x instagram and tiktok please go and follow us at 
hoopla podcast we'd love to talk about loki love to talk about gen v and we've got a nice fall into winter slate of films coming up that you will definitely be hearing us hoopla all about so make sure to follow us at hoopla podcast on x formerly known as twitter instagram and tiktok boom and if you would be so kind if you like the show leave us a rating a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. We certainly do appreciate it. And, uh, I don't know, send us some fan mail, I guess, if you want to. There are no rules. You can do whatever you want. Do we have a P.O. box? Oh, we should get a P.O. box. We should get a P.O. box. Just write a random P.O. box number, and it'll probably get to us. (laughs) (laughs) And then time waves. And uh, you can check out our merch store. Andy, where's that? Hey, go check the merch store at hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site. Jamie, you know what? Just the worst thing is when you get a shirt you get it at your right size you put it in the wash and dryer and there it is it goes down two sizes but what if you had a hoopla podcast network square dot site shirt that's pre-shrunk right to your size go and check out the the hoopla podcast official t-shirt come on that's right each shirt purchased on that store is personally shrunk by one of the members of the hoopla <laughs> that's true I can we confirm. will wash your shirt twice before you ever touch the, it the, the, the spaghetti remnants of victor timely will pre-shrink your shirt for you yes go check it out go check it out hoopla podcast network square dot site and uh jake laxer inventor from the 1800s mm-hmm. do you have any new inventions for us this week yeah we got a schmoople board uh this year uh yeah yep it's wow. uh just right out of the time space continuum uh if you would believe it it's there it's present uh buy it before the <laughs> existence explodes that's it perfect the I can't wait to get... <laughs> can you re-say that one for me the schubelborg uh look it's it's an opportunity on the table you have to be there when you're ready for it <laughs> and without any further ado let's dive into this episode of loki season two episode four the heart of the tva right after this quick break you're at reading glasses <laughs> Reading Glasses is a podcast about reading and drinking. If you like reading and or drinking, go follow Reading Glasses as two PhD students. Nope. I mean, two PhD earners. Sure. Uh, talk about a book that they read. Pick up glasses. A bald guy and a guy with hair. Talk. While they drink. And drink. That's, that's true. Yep. Two beards, one hair. <laughs> There's something there. And one book and a can-do attitude, <laughs> and a and a car and a cardigan, <laughs> and they share a cardigan while they read the same book. You guys should change your logo to have a cardigan on it as well. It just goes with your vibe. I appreciate this wonderful uh, endorsement from my lovely friends at the Hoopla Podcast. Uh, go listen to Reading Glasses after you listen to the Hoopla Podcast, which is going on right now. My goodness, what an episode! As we catch wow. up. With our friends Loki and Mobius, they have just brought Victor Timely to the TVA along with Sylvie so that they can save the day, catch up with Obi and do all that good stuff. But uh-oh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes are here to stop them. Let's start out our conversation with where the episode started, Renslayer and Miss Minutes at the end of time. We learn that Renslayer is not a variant of Kang, as we maybe guessed last episode, but she was uh, a commander in the war for time, I guess. The right-hand man to to, uh, He Who Remains, and then he abandoned her. 
wiped her memory and sent her back to the TVA. Quite the revelation there. Oh, yeah. She did not like it. Huge revelation. You know, Miss Minutes was right. But I, I did still like our Ravona is a Kang variant. That was a great theory for the time. I'm glad we got an answer to it pretty quickly. Yeah. But, you know, this really fits very well with in the end of season one, we we see the he who remains talk about the, the war that's impending between the various variants of uh of he who remains and now we kind of find out how we won and it's with this tva army with ravona as the general uh i would love to see ravona in her heyday right taking on the other variants but just some interesting backstory and it kind of teases what we'll see with all these other kang variants in the future yeah are we gonna get to see snippets of this war I, sh- I hope so. That'd be cool. I guess Kang oh, Dynasty would probably cool. have that. Who knows? Yeah, that would be... I would like if the penultimate episode had that in there. That would be <laughs> very intriguing. Well, Jamie, you say, are we going to see snippets of this war? I think we're going to see this war again. Uh, they were very, very, very adamant to introduce the concept of the Ouroboros, so much so mm. that they literally labeled they the symbolism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought Love that was that. just a, yeah. a tiny bit on the nose, because truly it... That's the definition of on the nose. But uh, aside from that, <laughs> the concept, the concept, and of course what they played, they, they absolutely paid it off later in the episode where they finalized the elevator scene. Uh, mm-hmm. So Ouroboros, huge concept here. Jamie, I think this war is about to start all over again. And we know what the Avengers movies are called. We can go into all that yeah. if we want. We're not going to talk about it, Chris. Yeah, I know. It's this is just sh- sh- hush, hush war. war. We have to pretend we yeah, don't know. This is- <laughs> Ravona Dynasty. We don't talk about that war. So, but yeah. it, with that being said, this is a, a huge kickstart on the path to uh, to the next Avengers film. And wow, what a kickstart. Mm. What? I mean, I don't want to jump to the end of the episode. <laughs> it's so But I'm going to do it anyway. It's so easy too in this <laughs> Well, episode. the episode did it, so don't worry. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Start over. <laughs> it's it, Nothing makes sense. The This whole... Everything is confusing. Um, too many timelines. Yeah, it's all, very perplexing. It's all mixed up. Time is circular, but it's also all happening at the same time. Time doesn't pass inside the TVA, but also it does. But then it doesn't. But it also does. And then there's a lot of timelines <laughs> that are different from each other, but everything's the same. And they're all being created and destroyed at the same time where they begin. So my answer to your question is, Jake, I have no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> Jamie, the only, the only thing more perplexing than what you just said is how in the third to last episode of this season, they essentially resolved every storyline. They resolved who was on the phone, who was OB the whole time. That was hilarious. They resolved (laughs) who killed Loki, which was Loki. They resolved, Mm -hmm. you know... Hoopla theory confirmation, by the way, from episode one. The Hoopla Hoopla correctly predicted it was Loki. That's a correct prediction. They resolved Ravona Renslayer. They they resolved... They also dissolved her. (laughs) They they also dissolved her. I'm just going through all these these key points. They resolved the the mid-season villain... Or first episode villain, General Dox. So what? <laughs> they destroyed the loom. So they what? did give Kate Dickey more time, though, they did. which that was, was excellent. That was wonderful. So yes. with all those things, where do we go from here? This seemed like the ultimate episode ending to a season where we would just be shocked 
as to what's going to happen. Someone, someone take the reins. So, Andrew, along that line of thinking, I legitimately, legitimately thought that they were going to cut to black like they did and then somehow announce... This is unprecedented and ludicrous, but somehow announced that Loki would return in a movie that comes out in two months. Oh, I would love And that. like, oh. instead, the last mm. two yeah. and maybe now even three episodes are a movie instead. Mm. And it kicks off phase six and it's it's a whole theatrical release. And then now they start marketing it. Now they start marketing. But that they have cool. the Loki. Yeah, obviously outlandish, but. The opposite reaction, similar, but the opposite. I thought... <laughs> This was going to be, and it might be, the end of the MCU entirely. Oh my god. There's only four episodes of Loki season two. They just, they don't do the last two episodes because the (laughs) universe got destroyed. All the movies they have planned from here on out don't come out because the universe just got destroyed. And we just witnessed (laughs) the end of the MCU Hmm. How cool would that be? Oh, my wallet that just popped. That, that would just um, that. interesting take. <laughs> no, the mouse house would not approve such a move. I know it's a, yeah, yeah. They need to make money. Hey, this is just wishful thinking from old Jamie over here. Hey, now, wouldn't you wish rather that the MCU would turn around rather than just disappear? Honestly, no. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Oh, <laughs> We're about to have a renaissance. I don't need that. I don't need that DC that, is under that, the that. helm of James Gunn. It's going to turn around. We're getting comic book shows. It's going to turn around. We're getting Marvel to turn around. And they this can is reset the start of everything it. with the loom exploding. Jake, what, what do you have yes. to say? Yes. The X-Men. <laughs> yes. To Jamie's X-Men. point, I, uh, I would be more excited for DC to sort of take the reins of the superhero movies going forward. Um, just they to will. sort of see how that could play out, but yeah, yeah, yeah okay. but can't wait to see Aquaman. Beyond that, twenty twenty five, Chris, we're not talking about the remaining and <laughs> DC properties. The explosion is so big that it cancels the DCU. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn uses it as an opportunity. They tie in the Flash. <laughs> they tie in the Flash movie. <laughs> anyhow and and superman nicholas cage comes in and saves everyone it's gonna be incredible yeah oh my god i was about to make a nicholas cage joke we're right we're right in line right now oh my god we're right in par we're all over the place here after that episode reality is scattered but jake you have the floor i i would be very interested if the next shot was or the next episode was the main characters from loki in their own respective timelines not being taken to the tva like the tva doesn't exist because everything is circular that's huge yet at the same time not big theory now like everything exists as to when it wasn't interrupted so it's like complete and utter chaos that's about to unfold that's that's how i imagine they would take this going forward because the tva can't be a thing now it it cannot right well i mean the loom has been destroyed that means and presumably we saw the ending of the tva as we know it today i love that idea that we the first scene is all of these variants or they're not variants because they're just people show up in their respective 
of timelines and now all the timelines are meshed together in the way that they're supposed to be and not managed by some he who remains figure. I think that's a really interesting point. Now, what they do with that in two episodes to end the season, that's that's where do you go? I have no idea how you bring this together uh, and how you explain this in the movies <laughs> going forward. Uh, I mean, they they have a big project ahead. <laughs> Major project ahead. Oh, yeah, I know. It's called the next two Avengers movies. But isn't this exactly... <laughs> we, we already saw at the end of Quantumania thousands of Kangs in a fighting coliseum together. Isn't that kind of what this would have been? All of the all of the timelines intersecting and and you know everything's mm-hmm. together now. There wasn't just one sacred timeline. It was it's everything. What did we just really? see happen to the only Kang we know in the current timeline? Spaghetti time. <laughs> it's a me, a spaghetti. Oh, you're telling me unraveled into a good third a thousand. Maybe more Ooh, different variants spread across time, scrambled through time. Wow, oh, that's we just saw the creation of all the kangs. And I'm gonna double down on this theory. He Egyptian got Kang. eviscerated. Yes, Andrew. All of the different kangs. <laughs> he got eviscerated while holding the prototype to his multiplier device. Oh, we know that Kang from Ant Man was the one that showed up in that functioning device. So maybe he gets scrambled through time. Maybe this is the shrinking event. Uh, I, I don't know. But I have a feeling that this Victor Timely is still going to be something in the MCU going forward. Mm. Even though Miss Minutes said at the beginning of the episode, Ooh. we don't need him anymore. Maybe we never did. And halfway through, she said, you'll never be him. Oh, that was such a cool moment yep. where yes. it fades mm-hmm. and then you they zoom in on his face. And yes. the way, once again... Oh my God, Jonathan Majors in this episode, he is a spect- just spectacular in this role. Like Brilliant. it is shockingly mm-hmm. good. And his response mm-hmm. to seeing himself as a statue across the room when she just insulted him and his uh, shaken response, but also in the, you know, like his portrayal as Victor Timely is just so much different, but you oh, just yeah. felt the pain, mm-hmm. you know, he says, Oh, de- mm-hmm. oh dear, or yeah. oh my, you know, sitting like, down. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> just, oh my god! And then when Miss Minutes starts malfunctioning and she's like oh, stuttering, yeah. he goes, "No need to poke fun at me." Well, the whole show is so serious right now, and it has to be. Yeah. And I understand that, and I'm enjoying it very much. But early on in the episode, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a crime drama." They're all sitting around looking at these charts and graphs, thinking, "All right, how do we solve the problem?" Well, if we do this and locate this. <laughs> suspect and grab this device we'll be able to do it and i just think the humor that victor timely and and jonathan majors are bringing to the situation is just really hitting home and all of those little moments work not a single one didn't work it was great yeah there was another great moment uh bringing back something that we had discussed last episode where sylvie is getting mad at morbius nope not morbius mobius (laughs) (laughs) mobius morbius not the vampire uh maybe there's gonna be vampires now um 
she's getting mad at Mobius for not taking this seriously enough because she's like, you just saw all those timelines as squiggles on a screen instead of Mm. lives that people were living and all those deaths that occurred, which is what we had discussed last week about how all those murders were just little squiggles on a TV screen that went away. So I thought they did a really good job in this episode of showing how the characters within the show are as callous to the situation as we were. Because we were just like, I I mean, she killed a million universes, but who gives a shit? And so it was nice for them to show how the characters within the the show were reacting a similar way. Mm -hmm. And now um, no one exists, which is kind of fun. Crazy. Oh, another Um, fun thing was... Uh, OB and Victor Timely meeting yeah. each other. Yes. That was a great, that was a great scene. opening. Well, I thought was it was so great, great yeah. but why did they have to spell out the Ouroboros thing? Like, we get it. Like, if you're a fan of this show and you have never heard the word Ouroboros before, you've already looked it up. I don't know. Do, I think I, I think I think that's very specific to us here on the Hoopla podcast. Yeah. I I don't yeah. think anyone picked up on that unless you're you're mm-hmm. you know the three percent of us that Which are is really why everybody just, should listen to the Hoopla podcast. Yeah, if you listen to the Hoopla yeah. podcast, you you Hoopla. hear that and uh, that provides some context. But at the same time, like I. Can't, it all comes together well of course it does mm-hmm. i don't know i thought it was a little lame the whole moment the whole scene and them yeah. like working together the montage was great i, I loved yeah. i love seeing the you know we knew be, you know from the earlier episode with victor timely that the he had the book that shows ob and then ob says oh well i learned it from a 19th century <laughs> inventor you're using that voice <laughs> are you saying it wasn't lame i thought it was a little name lame. nick victor timely <laughs> what's your name victor i just that's just a great interaction with two wonderful actors it was funny just played they play off each other really well and surprisingly we won't be able to get a victor timely ob episode or will we i don't know because i have no idea what's gonna happen from here yeah i mean Uh, it's possible they could all end up at the end of time and then somehow something unfolds and then they have to recreate the tva from the end of time and blah 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 blah. um but like we talked about last episode you can't have ouroboros without victor timely and this was the you know here we are snake with the tail (laughs) the snake yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) there it is all right jamie we need to go through and give uh some eulogy music across all the deaths here because we we, every single person who has ever existed (laughs) what's in the box really exists That box scene was brutal. Miss Minutes is fucking terrifying. Oh my god, yeah. That was terrible, but was worse to me is when that that guard finally just took a sip of that hot cocoa and was oh. so excited. Oh, yeah. He he would just yeah. lit up. And then, that was worse than 20 human beings crushed in a box X, that will continuously drink. Brad, that piece of shit, <laughs> kills this man after he gets his first Brad taste of hot cocoa. Rest in peace to that guy. Did anyone think that Victor Timely in that moment had some like underlying intention of going to get the hot cocoa? I thought there was like some. Yes, I think that was a ploy, or yeah, I I thought it was a mislead as well, Chris. Um, I I'm curious as to how that scene would have continued if Brad wasn't there. Because I felt like something was about to go down. Like, was he gonna run out? Like, he was gonna escape? Yeah, he looks sus. 
Yeah. He definitely looks sus. Mad bro. sus, bro. Or was he just excited? Like he had with his chair with the refrigerator, the first refrigerator cola. He finally found a hot cocoa machine. Kind of plays. That's what it ended up being. Maybe. But the other thing that leads me to believe there's some other aspect at play here is the fact that, you know, he volunteered himself so willingly to go and, you know, operate the device in the radiation spectra. Like, I I don't know. He, he was very willing to mm. put himself out there in a world that he was very unfamiliar with, literally just came from like 19th century Chicago. And he's in the most like technologically advanced institution that you could possibly come across ever. And he just was walking around trying to explore and accomplish things. I agree to an extent. And he was very unfamiliar with his surroundings when he first walked through the time bar. He was scared to trust anyone. He really, it ended up betraying him in the end when Renslayer got a hold of him. And he was then again having to trust Loki and was scared then too. But once he meets OB and Casey and they're just gushing over him and they're all working together, <laughs> I think that really settled him down and was like, oh, wait, maybe I did build this place in another life. And though, and then when he hears about this, this hot cocoa machine, well, did I build that too? Let me, let me go and discover this. So I think mm. he just gets more comfortable oh, that's with it. that's true. Yeah, but then he's see, also see, afraid yeah. to put his head in the little aura that detector too, machine. Yeah. So he's that like was interesting. hesitant to put his head in. <laughs> and then 30 seconds later, he's like, all right, I'll go run out into a time vortex. At this point in his history, though, when does he actually, what does he know about radiation? Like, <laughs> Marie Curie hasn't even been born yet. At this, this is point. also time radiation. So what does anybody know about yeah, no, time she was radiation? Born. She was born. <laughs> yeah, I think she was born. She was born. She was born, but she was not <laughs> in her hoopla day. fact check here. I'm pretty sure she was born in like 1880. See it. Let's see it, Chris. Oh, yeah. Born 1880? 1867. Okay. She was born. Okay, well, 13 Ooh, years off. That's pretty good. So I was That's wrong there. Good. But, but still, generally, it's not like radiation is very well known at this point. Then again, right. he's in an alternate timeline because he's figured out the loom and he's a genius and probably read all about it from ob yeah i mean the other the other thing about that scene that is kind of bewildering to me was he you know is reluctant to stick his head into this device and the person to convince him is loki like yeah. the god of mischief and he just takes that as fact uh, it won't hurt you you'll be fine oh okay well, in that case <laughs> i mean it, it was just it was just kind of baffling to me because victor timely is supposed to be this like intellectual genius you know and he just took his word for it sure yeah. all right i'll put my head in like fun. by the yeah. way yeah. Get a little brain scan. they walk past the coffee machine the hot cocoa machine earlier in the episode mm. Is that what he looked? Is that what he looked at when he said, "Oh, what's that?" I don't. Oh, wait, did he say something? Because there was when he was walking in before he, did, he met. He did OB, do that when they were walking in the hallway. He uh, he got excited about the technology. So I do want to like we do kind of need to talk about the the sequencing of events here, where they've done a really good job of a shocking moment with like general with general docs followed up by that comedic moment at the hot cocoa followed up with 
a shocking moment of a man dying yeah. followed like this was such a fast paced laugh half of the last half of the episode that was just each scene my mouth i was dropped like that oh, yeah. i was just shocking the whole way through but really entertaining and not it didn't overdo it for me like i think they've this season has built up to this moment and it paid off heads and tails for me what do you guys think minus docs <laughs> Well, Dox is dead and now. Are you Brad. pleased? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Brad. So yes, now I'm pleased. All loose ends are eliminated. Oh, I, I'm I'm right there with you, Andy. I I think the horror of this episode was highlighted, and I'm not quite sure why. Obviously, the ending of, of reality as and time as, as we know it is is horrific to conceptualize, but still, like there was casual or, or not casual, classic horror elements and scary mm-hmm. movie elements in this in this episode and i i don't know if it's just close to spooky season i mean there's looking for a halloween special or something but i mean the box closing was uh, honestly b15 finding the remains of the box i don't know exactly what one me mosaku actually saw in there i'm sure it was just a prop but her face when yeah i don't think she actually saw mutilated bodies I'm pretty sure she didn't as well. Unless that's what the strike was about. Is that why they were on strike for so long? Because they had to keep seeing mutilated bodies on set? That was it. They didn't want that. Hey, you got to get a real reaction. Oh, and it was. It was a visceral <laughs> reaction. But they had the, I mean, the, the Hall- or not the Halloween, the elevator episode. Yeah, part I didn't of understand why they, kind of scary. why they made that elevator scene, the reveal of loki from the past being where we already knew he was gonna be like they really dragged that scene out and we're like hey hey, hey, check it out guys this is some clever shit we got going on you guys won't believe what happened this guy from (laughs) the past sees someone from the future like we showed you in the episode recap at the beginning I Can know, you believe I it? Know. It's crazy. I think it would have been so much more interesting if it was Brad and that's how they saw Brad. And then you see Loki come out from behind him and then you get Sylvie and then the head con- mind control. That would have worked. That would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think that would have been better. I guess they were just like, oh, can you believe it? Loki was the one who pruned himself, even though in episode one, Loki was intending to prune himself like that was the whole the whole point of him like doing all the stuff at the end of episode one was he had this little timer thing and it was like as soon as Mm. that goes green that means that mobius did his thing and then you got to prune yourself and Mm. then then they tried to bring that back as like some extreme shock and surprise that i guess it was a different version of loki that pruned himself i don't know i was in in uh, i was underwhelmed by that scene and they really made it seem like it was a big deal yeah but then they go into the phone call bit and it's just like andy was just talking about the high the low the the brevity and then the absolute horror of whatever's going on the phone call bit was hilarious and it it took the seriousness out of that situation Mm -hmm. and then i think that is just contributing to the payoff at the end of the episode yeah I think that was part of the Mm -hmm. plan, was to go high-low, 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 keep you guessing, and then just at the end, all we're doing is guessing now. (laughs) Right. And and I think that's, you don't often see this in in shows, right? Like, that phone call, to me, was the sixth, the final episode moment that we were all leading up to. Like, Mm -hmm. how does he get to the moment Mm -hmm. where he gets pruned and he sees Sylvie? But really, that was just a late to mid-season kind of reveal. Unless this is the final episode. Episode and nothing ever happens after this. Until oh, my theory it all could be right up. 
about misordered episodes. Just really interesting. I That's why on this immediate reaction we're doing here, we're just jumping around to all these different scenes because it was just shocking scene to scene what was taking place. Any of those moments to me could have been an ending to an episode and it yes. would have been a very impactful episode, but they really pulled it in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that this was like the Red Wedding episode for Loki, but it does have the shocking changes to the main cast, presumably, unless Ravona shows up in the next episode in another timeline, which may happen. Which brings me to my golden gripe of uh, the MCU. Oh. Stealing Jake's segment. I'm stealing Jake's of the segment. MCU or of, of the MCU? Oh, of the oh entire God. MCU. Oh he's, yeah. he's going for the whole kit and kaboom. Yeah. I am because <laughs> nothing matters. And we've had this so many times where there's no consequences for anything. And this has been coming up in this show in particular because there are different timelines and different variants. And, you know, if if someone exists, then they also exist somewhere else. If something happens Mm. in one timeline, then it can just be undone in a different timeline. And if someone dies, that's fine because they're still alive somewhere else. Because you always got Andrew Garfield if you kill Tom Holland off, you know? <laughs> or you have Tom Holland still if you, you kill got Tom Holland off because you just go <laughs> to a different point in the circle of time and he's still there. So nothing, I mean, for the most part in MCU, there's barely any stakes, but then there's especially been no stakes when now there's so many timelines that are circular. And then I guess now they've deleted the entire universe, time no longer exists, all the timelines exploded, and every single person who's ever existed uh, was erased from the world. And that's not how I took that, though. That's that's not yeah, that's not how I took I that agree. at all. I, and I, now they're well, just. Back. I agree with the point there. I don't agree with the point that I I did not take the ending of that episode meaning that the world the not the universe everything just blew up. The everything. Like, I think everything just went to what it was supposed to be the whole time. And now the universes just exist. Um, without, like, like, an overarching control. Without, and that's what the natural order should have been the whole time. You know, no order because it's free will. Yeah. And I also think that ties into the Sylvie Loki conversation uh, earlier in the episode where uh, Sylvie's talking and discussing about how, you know, who are we to be? you know gods to these people and loki's oh, like we are gods and a, i love that, that line by so the way cool. i was like i was sitting on my couch i was like say the fucking line say oh, the fucking line and then you were like we are gods i was like yes oh, that was fantastic. they did it they went there well maybe we just get in the end of things maybe we just get a whole grab bag of all of our theories here i mean I believe that we had a scattered he who remains into a different thousand versions of himself at the end. Andy, or I think it was Jake's theory that we're going to have the timelines exactly as they are with the same actors exactly how they are on the timeline. Andrew, you're right into that too. Maybe we get all of those things and then this is how all of this starts. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think that makes the most sense for them to jump from here. Um, but one thing I do want to point out, we so if we take everyone who went to the end of time from this episode because they were pruned, we have we have obviously Loki, we have Brad and we have I don't think uh, Brad was Ravona. pruned. Ravona right? was pruned, but I don't think Brad was pruned. Brad survived. Brad survived. He pruned Ravona. So then just the two of them? I'm surprised they didn't do a forced suicide there with Brad. Like Sylvie, I'm surprised she didn't make him prune himself. Right. I thought that's what was about to happen. Right, Which would have yeah. been pretty wild. Well, who's the other hunter that we know? 
who got hot who was helping guy. him get hot chocolate hot cocoa guy <laughs> oh yeah the, the, the hot chocolate he got pruned Guard. the new yeah. dream team yeah. loki ravona and hot cocoa guy are gonna take <laughs> over the end of time <laughs> i mean they could totally like use that though as a starting oh point somehow they're at the end of time there is a pruned version of loki out there yeah oh so they i mean yeah so they could start with that at the next episode as well i i don't know where oh. they would take it but you know regardless of whether or not you have the tva or you don't there's still going to point be a point in time that is at the end so well so let's jamie what's your theory so if you think that this is a full clear wipeout and you were hoping the mcu doesn't exist anymore we obviously know it's going to exist Ooh. so you as our as our rewrite spectacular can you find a way out of this situation a way out of the mcu or a way out of <laughs> no because <laughs> oh, I, I think andrew and i are on the page boo. that this doesn't necessarily Boopla. shatter every timeline for all existence always forever it just releases them into their natural order. I mean, there's two more episodes. I think <laughs> yeah. this is the the official defeat of He Who Remains. In the end of season one, we thought we had defeated He Who Remains, but there was still the l bit of lingering influence he had on oh. all the timelines. And now mm -hmm. he has finally been defeated. The last evidence of him controlling the timelines at all uh it just exploded and uh spaghettified his variant and so now we just have as andy was saying we're just back to a, a universe behaving the way it is i was a little confused by uh ob's description of what the loom was doing he said something about like how it's taking yeah. pure time and turning it into timelines so I don't, yeah. of course, this is all made up, the, so there's no way to actually know what he's talking about, but I don't know what that means. The concept of pure time is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're sitting in the writer's room and just like, how fucking confusing can we make this? Like, truly, we want to make everyone just jumping off the wall trying to figure this out. It's working. I know they didn't do it sober. <laughs> yeah. I thought that the loom was... <laughs> And maybe I totally missed, like, honestly, this is so, this part is confusing as hell to me, but like how I took it, I thought the loom was taking all of these timelines and almost like intertwining them to be like, then the one sacred timeline and anything that came that's off what of loom that, does. they would, well, that's true. That is what a loom does. Out of that, then they would just purge every non-sacred timeline uh, strand. Is that what it was doing? Was it bringing everything to, I mean, it was was bringing everything together because we saw it going into a circle like a, a tube mm -hmm. yeah and there were it, the timelines were expanded too much to where it was going outside of those rings and if those mm -hmm. rings break mm -hmm. then all the time energy blasts into chaos mm. which is what we saw happen the throughput multiplier and i'm just going off of i my love their tech names experience <laughs> i know yeah. But you can put a <laughs> throughput bridge on a network that just, that's when you see like all those patch cables on a, on a very big data comm rack. They're like mm. throughputting through each other. It just nerd. adds to the processing power of the network. Yeah, I'm a nerd. What of it? <laughs> what of it? They're trying to put a throughput multiplier in there to make sure that the rings get bigger. Now, here's my question. Why weren't the rings just bigger in the first place? Oh, that's what was I thought was going to happen. Oh. I thought when... Um, uh, Victor Timely was walking around the not-to-scale model 
that Obi had created. I thought he was thinking, and we had just had the scene Ooh. where we had the Ouroboros conversation where Victor Timely mm. uh, learned from Obi, who learned from Victor Timely. I thought he was just going to be like, oh, what if I just write in this little notebook to make it three times as big? <gasps> And then you would have oh made it three times God. as big. Whoa. And now all of a sudden, it would be three That's, times as big. I fucking love that. And that would have connected back to episode one, too. Oh, like, and that kind of, my God. Yeah, I thought that would have been great. Rewrite cool. extraordinary. That's right. Well done, sir. Rewrite God. Oh, I love that. Yes. A little back to the future action. Yeah, I thought that you would know, have been nice. But Hulk tells us that if you travel to the past... Your new, the new past is now your new future, you know? Your past can't affect your now new future. But we're with the TVA. Time works differently at the TVA. You know what else works at the, at the TVA? Magic. Magic, baby. When you shut that off. <laughs> oh, that was Turn so... it off! <laughs> that was, oh, my gosh. Why didn't someone bring that up? Two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so Obi. much more sense. Like Mobius, get get your thinking cap on. Let's uh, <laughs> let's turn the magic back on. And Loki's that was actually exciting. Once again, make Loki the menace that we need him to be. Yeah. Mm. This episode was very entertaining. I I still am very confused by a lot of this show. Um, and I at least it'll make sense now, probably. Oh. Oh, don't worry. I understand 100% of it. Yeah. Do you want me to explain it's... it to you in excruciating detail? So, Jake, here's what happened. Uh, please, he Who please. Remains <laughs> was a variant of uh, Kang or whatever, and he made one timeline, and then he was the king, but then he lost. So now it's as if he never made a single timeline. And so now all of the Kang variants are just going to have their little Kang war, uh, which previously He Who Remains won the war using Ramona Renslayer as his second in command. They won the war, created a singular timeline, um, but that doesn't exist anymore. So now the war is going to happen. But what happened last time the war happened was that He Who Remains won, and then he created one timeline, uh, but that got destroyed. So now there's going to be a war and then he who remains might create one timeline. Did that clear things up? Or oh no, Boris. I got that part. It all. I, I was talking <laughs> about the whole, talking all about the inner machinations. You meant Ob? Yeah, all the <laughs> all the inner machinations for this show they're just kind of all over the place, like time jumping back and forth. He's talking about the key lime pie. The key lime pie. Yeah, I'm. There's there's just a there's lot. too much that well, that's what i don't understand jake i'm sorry i just wanted to say like there's too much key lime pie for not enough people in that room to consume the key lime pie like there was like it's 70 true. pieces and no one is in that that cafe you know yeah it's an emergency andrew jeez mobius doesn't <laughs> think so <laughs> which was hilarious owen wilson is just so perfect oh he's wonderful yeah great casting chris you looked like so let's do this yeah go for it so let's do this we truly did get a clean slate i mean the end of the episode ended in a bright light on the hero on the hero hoopla podcast we often like to guess what the opening shot of the next episode or next movie could possibly be what better time to do it than with truly all possibilities let's see if anyone can dip into the haystack and find oh, a needle this will be fun yeah now as reward for presenting the idea i don't want to go first <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I will. I will gladly go, go first. Go for it, baby. I will gladly go first. So I don't think they have the budget to do this for this show, <laughs> but I'm going to be optimistic. We are going to get Loki back in New York, picking up the Tesseract, Ooh. and this is going to totally fuck up the initial Avengers fight. 
Uh, and I think it would be so crazy if that's what they did. I, I don't think it will happen, but I want it to. So I'm just putting that I out. Love that. That's my theory. I that could that. be. That's actually a great idea because that would be when he first interacted with the TVA. So if mm. this explosion yep, is correct. just erasing the TVA from ever having existed at all, then the moment where he gets picked up by the TVA doesn't happen. And boom, he's right back in New York. Great call, Jakey. Mm. Andy, what are you thinking? Mine was gonna be mine was gonna be so similar to that, but not that inventive. Go you go first, Jamie, and I'll I'll think through another option here. I think we're going to get an introduction to a new Kang. Mm. I think we're going ah, to see the opening shot. Okay. Maybe a montage. That would be cool. I actually don't think we're going to see this, but I think it would be cool if we got a montage of various Kangs going about their little inventing lifestyle, doing some little tinkering like Victor Timely did, all of them simultaneously coming up with ways to travel across timelines, across universes, and that'd be neat. I think we're going to get an opening shot with Victor Timely. Mm. Wherever he ended up, I know that he just got okay. spaghettified. Yeah. No, but, I'm on this train. But I feel like this we're not done with Victor Timely's character. And this would be a really interesting way to throw us right back into it. So maybe it's mm. him waking up in Chicago, 18. 97. Mm. Oh, and the same thing could happen with mm. him if the TVA never mm-hmm. existed. He never gets the TVA sure. handbook. And then what happens to Victor Timely without the handbook? The Ouroboros falls mm. apart. Well, Christopher, the poser Christopher. of the question. I am the poser of the question. And, and after hearing all of your trash theories, <laughs> I will tell you what the correct outcome will be. I'm kidding. I actually really loved all of your theories. Mine is the most outlandish by far. But I'm going to take a gamble and say that everything that we just watched happened in one of those times, timelines on the screen that just blipped away. And what if Mm. the TVA doesn't just exist in one point in time outside of time, but rather the TVA exists in every timeline and this one did not get saved? That would be cool. Mm. It's clever. I like it, except for the fact that it means nothing fucking matters ever. (laughs) I know. It means nothing matters, which sucks. (laughs) But my prediction is that we open on this working. This works in some other reality. So the whole plan, it works. And that's what we open mm. on. Hmm. And it's never explained. Or that maybe, would be interesting. Yeah. And I, I, that's I, that's just, such a, that confuses a lot of the he who remains lore that we have. So that is, that's a, I, I you, like the hoopla. I like the, the hoopla theory A lot theory of possible there. theories here. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a different Kang variant other than Victor Timely that actually like made it over there. Oh yeah. Like what if there was a, like a, a marathon Kang? Because it had to be fast, right? <laughs> the like a flash king. Oh, like the multi, <laughs> yeah. the, the throughput multiplier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the fastest king I, I in the world. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, the one thing we yeah. didn't... We, yeah. I feel like this next episode could open up on a Miss Minutes montage. Yeah. True. That's a great guess. Uh, I, oh, I feel like that's, that's a great theory. That's, pre- that's pretty a great likely. Theory. I don't know what she would be doing because mm. presumably the TVA just exploded. So, But I think she is going to be still a mainstay in the last two episodes. I hope so. She's getting interesting, dude. She's I really like that one. creepy yeah. and evil, and I can't wait mm-hmm. to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Great Halloween. Mm-hmm. Well, so mm-hmm. 
last episode ended with her about to reveal the secret, and we do get that secret, which we all kind of guessed, Ravona being very much involved. But right before she gets rebooted, she says, oh, I only have moments left. I have to tell you. Do you think it, she was just going to be, I love you, or do you think it was some other secret? Victor, I need to tell you tell you you need oh i think she was just being an asshole to save the timeline i mean uh, my guess would be that she's saying that you need to become he who remains even though right Mm -hmm. afterwards she says you'll never be him um but she's like fighting the fight to have the sacred timeline restored so i would guess that she's saying Mm -hmm. if you don't restore the sacred timeline it all falls apart I might be reading into this too much, but if you'll indulge me for one last spooky season session. We'll indulge, we'll indulge. Miss Minutes is being rebooted. Victor, I need to tell you, I need to tell you. (laughs) She does get rebooted. Like, you see her X's on her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she powers back on one more time, all tattered and disoriented, to say you'll never be him in a completely different way. Maybe that was like a deep file or something that, that, you know, when he said erase all memories, maybe even she got some parts erased. Mm. And then she reverts back to just being a clock. So maybe it was like a system level BIOS interface. I don't know. I think I'm reading too much into it. That's my last theory of the episode. I would like that. I got to reel it in. I I would like that. (laughs) We're going all analog. Yeah. That's what's happening Hell yeah. next episode. <laughs> the next all episode analog. is so not going to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be a live theater production at your local <laughs> theater. Go check it out next <laughs> week. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in this week's episode of the Hero Hoopla podcast. Tune in again next week for the penultimate episode of Ooh. Loki Season 2. If... The episode actually comes out, which who knows could be the end of the MCU. <laughs> but as we end every episode of the Hoopla podcast, <laughs> it is of course time to go around and give it a classic Hoopla rating on a scale of one to ten. Jake, what do you think about this episode? Jim, I gotta tell you, this was uh, our best episode this season. Wow, um, I'm still, I'm still a little thwarted by Docs uh, and that whole deal. <laughs> give it a rest. You know, Brad, Docs in a box. I, I wanna. That's something. (laughs) You know, I want to say that that didn't influence my rating on this, but it still still does. Um, There's still the door handle on the inside of where they're all staying. They all could have left. That's my previous crime. It was a prank, (laughs) you idiot. But uh, I will give this the highest rating that I gave the uh, out of all the episodes this uh, this show. Eight point seven for me. Wow. Hoopla! Pretty good. Chris, what do you think? I loved it. I'll start with my number. I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10. Oh my. I thought this was a spectacular episode. It was cinematic. It had extraordinarily good pacing for how chaotic the episode actually was. Mm. Uh, It tied up a lot of knots. And then it wiped the slate clean. We we can literally do anything. Everything we've been complaining about still exists in those four f- previous episodes. And that wasn't much to begin with. But now it's all erased. They have a brand new slate, not only metaphorically for the MCU as a whole, but for the final two episodes. I'm so excited to see where they take this. And I think this episode just, this is a great great launch point 
and they haven't backed themselves into a corner, quite literally. They can go in any direction with this, and there's no corner backing so far. So there's only hopeful possibilities. This episode was fantastic. 9.5. Incredible. Wow. Andy, can you wow. beat that? Hoopla. I don't think I can beat a 9.5, but I'm still going to give it my highest rated episode of the season at a 9 out of 10. You know, I, I had a 6 out of episode 2, a 7 yeah. episode 3, and, and this one had me the from the beginning to the end especially these moments that were just utter shock and i think the slowness of the first few episodes did lead up to this and and give it some of that extra impact um the only thing that i would say like shocked me is this isn't i've already said it today isn't the ultimate episode isn't the final episode in the season where they could i and i'm not gonna knock on wood i i hope that they take no. this next episode in a good way because the slate is open it is truly open but this episode i i thought was spectacular uh, just interesting the storyline was inventive they they did wrap up the, those loose ends chris and you know at that very last moment it was a beautiful scene to see the the loom explode we haven't talked about the visual effects in this show much but Gorgeous. it was spectacular mm. um, some of the staging yeah. some of the production the set design when we're coming in on all these reflections are still playing a huge part by the way and, and then seeing these wonderful actors get to show the the oh, horror yeah. of what's happening around them you mentioned b15 that character when she sees the box but seeing tom hiddleston see the loom explode was a wonderful yeah. moment and the reflection off of his face that is a background on a desktop oh, so yeah. i'm gonna give that a nine out nine out of ten wonderful episode Hoopla. A great Hoopla. episode all around. My goodness. I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10. Very enjoyable. It was, uh, like you guys said, Hoopla. it was great. No idea what's going to happen. I will say that if my theory oh. comes true and the MCU has been ended by this episode, <laughs> I would give this a 9.8 out of 10. But <laughs> You're such a hater. I'm, I'm not hating. Everything has to come to an end at some point, and this would be a beautiful way to do it. Not before Ryan Reynolds comes into the picture, baby. Let's go. Wolverine, oh Deadpool, my. coming out here soon. Let's go. I'm actually very excited for that. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Sylvie and Loki, though, because this is kind of what Sylvie wanted all along and what Loki was afraid mm. of. So we'll see what happens with the two of them. Chris? I have a new theory. What if Deadpool 3 is the start of Phase 6 and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> just comes on screen he's like, hey there, we know we've been dealing with these Marvel projects <laughs> yes, yes. all this time, but I promise you <laughs> that would be this awesome. is a good one, <laughs> so stick around. <laughs> there, what an opportunity. I would love that. <laughs> Don't miss this that opportunity, That would be so Kevin. good. What Kevin. if we like watch the last 10 seconds of this episode and then we see Ryan, like a film reel stops and it... Yeah, so that happened. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll tell you the real story of what really happened. <laughs> then we get a, a Deadpool-affiliated story that with, with tries Wolverine. to summarize everything. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I can't wait. That theory that Chris had right now is my favorite <laughs> hoopla of the year. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Tune in next week. All that good stuff. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, but uh, you know, X. X. TikTok, TikTok, all those things that we say. Follow us. Links in the description as we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast. It is time for the moment of highest hoopla, the quote of the episode, or if you wish, the quote of the MCU <laughs> as it is now over. <laughs> you know, Jamie, I needed to quote our favorite Hoopla Podcaster's favorite character here as General Docs. <laughs> says in her final moment for the first time i finally am seeing the bigger picture that was heartbreaking great quote it's a great quote by a great character by a great character a great actress and one of my favorite Favorite characters of the season, General Docs. <laughs> Docs in a box. <laughs> Ugh. And and Jamie, are you finally seeing the bigger picture now that we're finally seeing the MCU come to a close? Yes. It was a wonderful ride. I guess we'll have to <laughs> start doing more Lord of the Rings since the MCU is <laughs> yes, over. Yes, please. Yeah, That's I'm all turning, I've ever wanted. I'm stopping my recording and <laughs> yes. thus ends Hero Hoopla forever. <laughs> all right, goodbye. We'll never be back. Well, we'll be back for Gen V Hero Hoopla. But then from now on, it's just Hobbit Hoopla as far as the eye can see, as far as the ears can hears. Bye.